Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Hey tribe, we are back with your Primal Path programming for Monday, April 5th until Saturday, April 10th. A couple notes before we start. We have a few new members who joined up in the tribe. If you see them in class, make them feel welcome, spark up a conversation, say hello, introduce yourself, and uh, yeah, do what we always do as a tribe. Another thing, it is running season. So winter's gone, and we're only having good warm weather from here on out. I'm saying that, making it official. So be prepared for a little bit more running and less rowing and biking. But let's get started. Monday, April 5th, we're going to start off with the revive of your hips. We do have a couple new movements that we're working into all of our revive sequences. So you're going to have a couple staples that we always do, but we are going to always kind of add in something new, something fresh for you guys uh, to, to get that body thinking about what it's doing rather than just going through the, 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 the process. We don't want those law of diminishing returns kicking in where you're just, you know, not even thinking about it. But after we get done with that, we'll move on to our move. So we're going to be moving for 14 minutes. We have a 400 meter run, 24 kettlebell swings, 16 tempo dumbbell floor presses, and 24 kettlebell swings. With those dumbbell floor presses, we have a three second eccentric. So when we're laying on the ground, we have those arms that are locked out with the dumbbells. We're going to slowly lower them down just so we have the elbow or the uh, tricep touch the ground. We don't want to rest the arm on the ground. We want to keep that muscle engaged and contracted. And then you can drive that weight up fast back to that three seconds of slowly lowering it down. When we finish up our move, we're going to go into our accessory. We have two rounds, 12 rotational pencil hip raises, 12 candlestick rocks, and then 12 side oblique raises. So we're going to attack a lot of the core. Uh, these rotational pencil hip raises are going to be laying on our back with our arms flat on the side. We're going to have our feet pointed in the air, and we're going to try and push our feet directly up into the air. And as we push them directly up in the air, we're going to try to just slightly rotate the hip. So we're going to work a little bit of that glute. We're going to be working a little bit of the QL, that lower back with these, as well as our abs of keeping those feet together. And you're also going to feel some of the triceps kicking in with your hands being pushed in the ground to help lift your body all the way up. Those candlestick rocks, we're going to work on the flexion of the spine uh, and kind of we're going to rock our body back, rock our body forward, and try to get into a deep squat into that position. We're going to keep the feet nice and close together, knees nice and close together. And uh, it's a really good gymnastics movement and to kind of work a little bit of coordination and flow with that. Then we also have those 12 side oblique raises. Remember, when we're doing these side oblique raises, we're, we're in that side plank. I don't like to call them plank raises because when people do plank raises, usually they're focusing on just lifting their hip up. Um, but what we want to be doing with these side oblique raises is we want to use the oblique that's closer to the ground and the, in the side plank hold. We want to use that oblique to raise the body up. So we don't want to think about the hip that's higher off the ground, lifting the body up. We want to think about the lower oblique lifting it up. So if I'm in a side plank, the arm that is not holding myself up, I could have 90 degrees across my entire tummy. 
and then where my fingers touch is usually right by where your obliques are. So I like doing these with my hand in that position. So as I'm raising the hip up or, or activating the oblique, I can feel the oblique and I'm also creating some sort of sensory issue to the mind to help me identify where that oblique is to help me kick that muscle in. Moving on to Tuesday, April 6th, we're gonna do a revive of your spine, do a warm up, and then we're gonna get on to our move. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little workout that some of you guys might recognize and Nadine did really well at. <laughs> we're gonna do 15 front squats, 30 toes to bar, 15 thrusters. When you get done with that, we're gonna rest one minute then we're gonna go into 15 front squats, 30 pull-ups, 15 thrusters. Rest one minute, we're gonna do 15 front squats, 30 push-ups, and 15 thrusters. Our time goal is anywhere between 12 to 16 minutes. You're gonna use the same exact bar for those front squats as the thrusters. Uh, in general, you should be looking at going unbroken on those front squats every single round. They should be unbroken on the front squats every single round. The toes to bar, pull-ups, and push-ups, break those up as you need, but you should be moving uh, through those pretty well with a little rest in between. You can do sets of five, 10, uh, but something that you're not going to failure. You shouldn't be doing one push-up and shaking it out or one toes to bar, one pull-up. Your sets shouldn't be underneath five. So you modify according to that, or we could help you. Then we also have those 15 thrusters. Those, those legs are gonna be uh, definitely a little bit heated from the front squat, so you can break those up if you needed. Plus, those shoulders are gonna be a little bit lit up from the toes to bar pull-ups or push-ups. So the thrusters you're looking at breaking up, you don't have to, but the front squats, we're definitely looking at going unbroken. That's gonna also help you set up for that weight. Moving on to our accessory, we have three rounds. We're gonna do a max effort hang. So we're doing all that pulling on the upper body. Those shoulders are gonna be lit up. Those lats are gonna be lit up. Your legs are gonna be nice and toasty. So what we want is just trying to lengthen that body out. We're gonna do three rounds max effort hang. This is not in an active hang. This is gonna be in a passive hang. So it is gonna help work on our grip strength, but we're all gonna look at like lengthening that body and opening and stretching up all of the, uh, the, the, the upper body. We're gonna rest 90 seconds in between each max effort hang. Moving on to Wednesday, we're gonna do a revive of the legs. We haven't done a revive of the legs yet. Uh, maybe we did one week, but either way, we've got a bunch of new stuff in there that's gonna also help with your balance and coordination. And then two rounds of a warm up. And then we're going to move on to our workout, which we're going to move for six minutes. We're going to climb the ladder. So you're doing three box jumps, three muscle snatches, six box jumps, six muscle snatches. And we're going to continue on through that entire process. After we get done with that, we're going to see how far we can go. We're going to rest three minutes. And then we're going to repeat that in the opposite order. So say in your six minutes, you got up to 15 box jumps and 15 muscle snatches. You're going to rest three minutes and then you're going to work your way down. So you're going to start with 15 box jumps, 15 muscle snatches. Then you're going to go to 12 box jumps, 12 muscle snatches, nine, nine, six, six, three, three. Either way, you have a six minute time cap on uh, both of them. Sometimes that second round part two does take a little bit longer because your body is slightly fatigued. So on that part two, you have that countdown of six minutes that you're going to try and push to get the, the, that work done within that time frame. Moving on to our accessory, 
we're working on building the lower half that was of the uh, the leg and around the knee. So we're doing two rounds, 15 to 20 of single leg calf raises and 20 to 25 elevated heel touches. Those are going to be the ones where you're standing on that 45 pound plate, keeping that toe up towards the knee on the leg that is extended out in front of you and pushing the knee forwards so we can get the heel to the ground. Thursday, April 8th, we're looking at a groundwork of our reviving our shoulders, I should say. Revive should be of the shoulders. A couple new things in there as well. And then we're going to do a, for a workout, a 12-minute time cap. You're going to go through eight rounds, six chin-ups, nine double kettlebell tempo front squats, and 12 burpees. With those double kettlebell tempo front squats, we're looking at a three-second eccentric. So we're going to explode up big uh, glute squeeze and then fight your way down on those three second eccentrics. One big thing is when we're doing these front squat eccentrics, what we notice is, you know, I'm gonna use a longer time frame. say we use like a five second. What we notice is that once we get to that tough spot of that squat, we don't really spend too much time that eccentric. So we'll spend three out of the five seconds only moving two to three inches down in our squat. And then we'll spend two seconds moving the other foot all the way down foot back up. So uh, what, what I, this might sound a little confusing kind of over the podcast, but we want to make sure that through three seconds of our front squat, if our squat moves us through 18 inches of range of motion, we should be moving six inches every single second. So you shouldn't be moving like three inches for the first second, three inches for the second second, and then 12 inches for the last second, if that makes a little bit more sense. And then we see that a lot. We want to spend the time in the tough spot of that range of motion. That's how we get get better at it. And that's a lot why we're doing all this tempo and time under tension work is because when we used to go fast or we just lifted stuff heavy or we only picked up a bar and then we just dropped it instead of setting it down, we're losing all the important work that we need to do to get better at it. We're only highlighting the part that we're already good at. <laughs> we're, we're burning through the weak part and we're getting the strong part stronger, which is usually either at the top or the bottom of the movement. And that's exactly why we're trying to uh, slow things down and work through these uh, tempo movements. Then we're going to go on to our accessory three rounds. We're going to do 16 kettlebell plank pull-throughs, pulling obviously a kettlebell through there, and then 24 prone snow angels. So with those plank pull-throughs, a lot of times we're having we're in that plank. They have kettlebells on the outside of our body. We're reaching one arm underneath the other arm, pulling it through to the other side and going back and forth. Now, when we see people do these, and in general, the first time we do them, we have a lot of hip shift going on. And if we're shifting our hips, we're not engaging those obliques in the core that we can. So on the kettlebell plank pull-throughs, I want those legs to be wide so you have a very solid base when you start that pull-through. And then I want you to focus on the hips not shifting. Don't pay attention to grabbing the kettlebell or pulling it through. That will be automatic. Focus on your hips being still, and you should be feeling those obliques just light the heck up every time you're doing that pull-through. It should be tough and challenging even for one of those. If not, you're going to need to use a heavier kettlebell, or you need to focus on that position a little bit more, or you just have an incredibly strong core.
And for those prone snow angels, that's going to be where we're laying prone. So we're face down. We're tucking the chin down and pulling the head away from the ground. We're locking that position in. It's going to put a lot of strain on our spine because it's going to help kind of fix and correct a little bit of our forward head posture or that rounded shoulders and the up, rounded upper back. But So we're pulling that chin uh, back after it's tucked down a little bit. And then we're just raising those arms from side to side like a jumping jack up and down. We should be feeling those shoulder blades squeeze together and getting that full range of motion in that movement. Then we're going to move on to Friday. April 9th, in our groundwork, we're going to do the revive of our hips. Then we're going to go on to our workout. We're looking at two rounds of the following, 500 or 400 meter row, 30 dumbbell push press, 30 dumbbell deadlifts. Simple, easy, work through that stuff. Uh, and obviously, uh, this is going to get, just get that heart going. Nothing super heavy, nothing super light. Find that moderate weight. You can break up those movements, but as always, just moving through them. Our accessory for Friday is going to start off with three rounds of 15 front squats, 15 side raises, 15 bent elbow uh, side shrug raises. We've been doing these every single week to attack all the deltoids of the, the body, and you can stick with the same weight you use for the past two or three weeks. We've just upped the reps uh, up to 15. Last week it was 12. The week before that it was 10. Uh, once we hit these 15, we're going to reset back to 10, and we want you guys to try and tackle a heavier weight if possible. But you'll see that in the, uh, in the coming weeks. Then we're going to go on to Saturday. We're going to revive our foot. We're going to do some foot activation. The foot is so important and gets overlooked especially if you like to dress nice shoes are not made nice shoes are not made with the foot in mind so we're going to do uh, a lot of work on that and getting that extension and flexion of those toes to work and try and build a lot of the arch so anyone who deals with plantar fasciitis uh, which can also be plantar necrosis of the the foot um a lot of this stuff is going to help that out. And just to talk a little bit about that plantar fasciitis, plantar necrosis, uh, you got like five layers on the bottom of your foot in the arch. If we're wearing shoes and we're not activating the arch, the arch collapses. I don't really care whether you have high arches or low arches. It doesn't matter. Everyone believes that's the big reason why, you know, they have issues with their body, their foot. It's not. I mean, very few people do because of that. Most of the time, it's due to the fact that your arch is not strong enough because you're not activating it. You're not walking around barefoot, getting different textures underneath that. Your foot are crammed into shoes that the toes are bending in the opposite direction. The big toe alone is in charge of activating uh, the vastus medialis, the inside of that quad, as well as uh, some of your calf muscles. If that thing is not working at all and you can't create pressure, then you're losing out on a lot of power of your legs and you're going to build compensation in those legs. So uh, with plantar fasciitis, we get that pain kind of on the backside of that arch that is, it, it just, just sucks if you have it. Uh, it can be happening from excessive weight gain in a short period of time. It happened from a bad running technique, bad gait, heel striking, tons of reasons why. And just because we are getting back into running season, we need to make sure that we take care of that foot first uh, and foremost. So we're going to work a little bit of that. Plantar necrosis, on the other hand, feels very much like plantar fasciitis. Um, but the difference is with plantar necrosis, you pretty much, it's it's actually better than plantar fasciitis because it can go away a little bit uh, faster. 
but with plantar necrosis, you're pretty much just you, you just have a weakness of four of the five layers of the muscle. And that last layer is finally kicking in where the plantar fasciitis is pretty much just an irritation of all of the, uh, all of the muscles on the bottom of the foot. Um, but we can go into more detail. If you have any issues with your feet, feel free to please reach out to me. And all right, so enough said about that, about the foot. Our workout for that day for Saturday is going to be 24, 20, 16, 12, 8, 4 of hang power cleans and front rack alternating lunges. You are going to do 75 single unders or 50 double unders in between each round. So 24 hang power cleans, 24 front rack rack alternating lunges, 75 single unders. 20 hang power cleans, 20 front rack lunges, 75 single unders, 16, 16, 75, 12, 12, 75, 8, 8, 75, 4, 4, 75. And we're going to warm you up nice and good to have a good weight that you're going to hold on for that uh, the entire time with that. And then, oh yeah, and then one of my favorites, uh, you know, we're going to attack the core of the body on Saturday too, working a lot of isometric work. We're going to do a 400 meter farmer's carry. Grab a weight, grab a plate. Uh, grab something big or awkward, and we're going to carry that thing for 400 meters. And that's about it. That is your weekly Primal Path programming. Thank you all, and we'll see you soon.